want to tell you about one of our partners, Quetzal Education Consulting. Quetzal Education Consulting is a queer, black, and indigenous women-owned firm offering anti-racist consulting, PD, coaching, keynotes, workshops, and more. Their newly released Abolitionist Teaching Workshop series coaches and prepares teachers to further develop abolitionist practices in the classroom. Find out why they have been called The Future of Educational Justice by Dr. Bettina Love. You can book a free consultation with Quetzal by calling 510-397-8011 or visiting quetzalec.com. That is Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-E-C.com. And if you mention you heard about them through Two Dope Teachers, you will receive a 5% discount on their Abolitionist Teaching PD series. Once again, you can book them by visiting quetzalec.com on their Connect With Us page. Favorite podcasters podcast is back. We're still, you know, it's only been a month since we dropped our last one. It feels like it's been an eternity. It um, has, but, <laughs> but it has. Yeah, we we are we are out here. You are back with two dope teachers and Mike. My name is Gerardo Munoz, and I am Kevin Adams. He is. I am still. And we are in- still. It's Scott <laughs> Banging start. Yo, new year, new me, right? That's it. That's that seems to be the new trend, the new the new phrasing of it all. Well, see what I've realized is there's a loophole. New me doesn't necessarily mean better. No, it doesn't. It means it like mean I'm worse. gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do exactly what I was doing, but just lean into it more. Or I'm gonna find completely new ways to destroy myself, like and to to continually fall short of my own expectations as well as those of other. Whoa, this got dark real quick. Um, Whoa! So, (laughs) whoa! 2023, we're off to a a screaming start. Um, We so we are out here. We are two dope teachers and a mic. Uh, We are merely two public school educators in the city of denver the once and uh past teacher it's like an arthurian theme we got going in here um i'm the past you are the present my friend how's that yes yeah uh you know we were talking before we started about just (laughs) the differences and 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 coming back you know and i i was i was making you jealous because i i was reminding you that i have professional development you have, man you tomorrow got professional learning and tomorrow you don't, you don't get professional learning tomorrow so that's true it's so true. yeah yeah uh, that's that's been the, that's the that's the amazing thing about uh moving into central offices i no longer have anything to learn it's amazing oh you know it all you go down you, oh well you go down there as a teacher and you know the entire education system just has such high regard for teachers and uh just such respect for the knowledge and the wisdom we bring you know what i mean and no uh, you know look no further than central administration you know to see that reality play out am i right 
I mean, I guess if that's what you're saying, that's wild. That's awesome. No, I mean, you know, I'm I'm learning things. I'm definitely learning things, but I don't get to do them in my school building on Google Meets, which um, I, I got to tell you, you know, never have I missed the profession more than right now. Than right moment. now. Yes. Yeah. yes. Do you, so like, I, I, I feel like I need to say this to you. I, I'm the past of urban teaching and you are the present. And you know what, Kevin? It's because you are a gift and that's oh yes that's it that's it that's exactly (laughs) it well we are out here we are in snowy denver colorado uh it is extremely cold we are poised poised i say for this new semester of remixing the conversation on race power and education if you are just discovering us um we well welcome 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 yes where have you been We give you a good welcome. Follow us on social media, wherever you find, or uh, wherever you find <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, are you back okay? Connection. Mike, Mike, yeah, the connection went bad. I don't know if it's me or if it's you. Now you're frozen. <laughs> So anyway, that was exciting. Uh, you maybe didn't hear that, but we are having connectivity issues. But we are back, and yes, uh, I was telling you, us. they can't stop us. Um, don't curse it though. <laughs> don't curse it, though. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so we we were we were just saying that if you're joining us for the first time, you're like, what is this two dope teachers in a mic podcast about? That sounds that sounds too dope. Um, we uh, can be found in a lot of different places. Not only where you get your podcast, but you can get us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Two Dope Teachers. If you really like the content, you got a few uh, dollars and cents that you can spare. Support the work at patreon.com slash Two Dope Teachers, a $15 a month contribution. Not only supports black and brown created media and scholarship, um, it also gets you a sticker. So some very exciting things that we have going on here. The sticker is the sticker might be the best part other than the content. Yep, I I would I would agree with that. And maybe better in light of how we started this uh mess today. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um so it is it is January of 2023. Kev, did you know that yesterday was was we completed 6 years? of two dope teachers in a mic the podcast the anniversary was uh so the first the first and what year was that that was 20... in 2016 wow wow that's yep. big that's big that's when we went live that was when uh apple podcast um approved us and put us on the platform and uh where we dropped <laughs> we dropped an episode we have to go back and listen to these old episodes at some point it was um it it had some weird stock photo like i had i hadn't discovered canva yet <laughs> that's so right. there's it was like this stock photo of some recording of like a recording device. booth right right <laughs> i that's don't even right. know if it was a booth it was some weird device from like the 80s not even a cool era but um yeah it was like a tape player it was an old school <laughs> tape player yeah although cool. i feel like our our, our little gen, gen zers um might super be into that stuff you, my kid is getting um cd's is this a thing in your home? No, no, not yet. I haven't, I haven't seen it happen. But that, that seems like, 
a step in the wrong direction? Did you explain <laughs> to your child? Like, you're like, we had to carry them around. And then you'd have to worry about if they got scratched. And if they got yeah. scratched, you could ruin them forever. Right. Well, and, then, now, and, then, and then trying to like thumbs through the book in your car while you were like stopped at a red light trying to put in a CD. Like, yeah. they're cumbersome. <laughs> they are. Like, that's, that's why I was like, the day like we started having electronic music. And you could put it on like an iPad or, or a digital MP3 player back That's in the funny. day. Did you were big. You were like, oh, you were big like, time, big you time. You were like, I have 6,000 songs right here. <laughs> so all right here illegally in, downloaded. In this little, de- oh, I, I do have some. That's right. I've got <laughs> somehow <laughs> my iPod crashed because I use Napster too, too much. And, um, and now I got a virus on it, bro. Check this out. Look what I got. Oh, you can't see it. Can you oh, see there it? There you go. There you go. Yeah, I see it. My, yeah, I, what is that? The those, mini? This is a shuffle. This the is shuffle? an iPod that's shuffle. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I, I, this has uh, eight gigs of music on it still. Um, yeah. No. When I used to teach economics, there was this whole concept of creative destruction. How like an innovation uh, renders a previous innovation obsolete. And um, this is just Gen Z's way of, of trolling us, isn't it? Is that they will reverse creative, destroy things, and <laughs> go back to compact discs. It's pretty Bring great. back CDs. All right. Bring I'll... back, so, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, Zoomer. Uh-oh. What we got uh-oh, here? Uh-oh, okay, Zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild but i mean it's kind of it's kind of on brand for this crew right everywhere we think they're gonna go they go somewhere some other direction that we're like direction definitely yeah they keep us on our toes that's the best they do i I can't wait till she discovers my dad's old collection of eight tracks that's gonna be a day that's it there bring back the eight track Bring back the egg track. So um it, it's been a it's been a while. It's been a long time. I always think the Rakim song. Um, it's been a while since we've been able to connect. People are wondering what we're up to. People are wondering what's what's gonna happen with the podcast, right? People um, talking in the streets. Streets are talking, streets are always talking. Um, and you know, I feel like I feel like we've moved into this this era. Where, where, like, you are clearly Avon Barksdale, and I am clearly Stringer Bell, and I hope I go out better than that. Um, <laughs> you wow. know what I mean? It's like, it's like I'm over here, like I'm a businessman, uh, I'm but, a businessman, but, but like substitute bureaucrat for businessman. But uh, hey, you know, hey, the, the, Avon the, had a plan. The in, but hey, Avon and, had and, that. And Stringer had a plan too. Stringer had a plan. They they yeah. should have worked it. They should have just kept on the same level and moved out. Why why can't you move on to bigger and better things? I mean, it's like Avon explained in that one episode. Yo, I'm just a gangster. At the end of the day, <laughs> got to move on. Got to move gotta on. Move on. Yeah, it is interesting though because I feel like um, these these last few months being out of the classroom, like, and that was a that was a real rough moment in the months between me resigning my teaching position and then getting this this uh, managerial job it's just been wild um but uh yeah it's a trip it's a trip i i would like to know from you yeah um as our street correspondent in these education streets yes has the entire profession fallen apart with my departure 
Um, I, 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 I will tell you. Uh, we've been lost. No, we can't do it all. We can't even find the keys to the men's bathroom. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, your presence is deeply missed in our community. But, but here's the thing, like, kids know what it is, right? So there's kids yeah. who miss you. But things continue to go on, you know, it moves on. And this is like the big picture <clears throat> that public education will last. But will there, will there be someone who can ever like uh, replace you or uh, make the impact that you did in our community? I think not. Right. I is mean, our, it does our community. Yeah. Uh, is it missing something? Yeah, it definitely is. Right. But I think that happens, too, when you have a senior class that graduates. Right. Yeah. Or when you have certain kids who decide to leave the community for whatever reason, yep. you know, but, um, you know, I, yeah, we're, we're still alive. We still kicking. It hasn't fallen. <laughs> no, all that, that really, that really wasn't meant to be me fishing for compliments. I, I apologize. For <laughs> <laughs> As nah. I understand it, pub, public education is still operational. Uh, things are, children are still being taught. And uh, teachers are still teaching them in schools, as I understand that's happening uh, really all over the country. You yep. know? So this is a storm that has been well weathered. Um, what is uh, well, I mean, tell tell me about the work, man. Tell me about the work. I mean, um, how this, this year has oh, gone Lord. very quickly. You know, I think for me and a lot of educators that I've talked to, it seems like it's it's moved fast. Um. But, uh, you know, I think there's also a sense of normalcy coming back. I think we've been talking about it that uh, this year it feels more normal than it has in the past. Um, so, you know, and, and I think kids are kind of getting back to normal, you know, uh, in terms of like how they interact with each other, how they're willing to engage in school, um, you know, but, but there's still like, you know, like, I wonder, I wonder what it's going to feel like when we get back, you know, right now. I know, like, kids had started wearing masks again a lot more before we went away for the break because there was a lot of, yeah. like, illness going around, yeah. you know. I feel like adults, I feel like for teachers, I feel like we are feeling more stressed. I feel like we we're saying things like, I've never worked this hard in my career ever, wow. you know, and wow. and... And I think there's a lot going on in it and still a lot of the social emotional stuff that, you know, can present a challenge and how you approach things. And I think also, though, we joked about this before we came back, you know, this desire, I think, for some people who are saying it's time, you know, it's time to get back <laughs> to normal. It's time to start, you know, uh, stop doing some of the things that we started doing during the pandemic. And I don't know if that's the best decision. Well, I mean, is, isn't that the interesting thing? Like, and there, there are some of us that kind of saw this coming from day one of the pandemic, right? Like we, you and I did an episode where we talked a little bit about what is about to happen. Like th this is, I mean, how many times did we use the word unprecedented before, <laughs> before it was just kind of like, you know, maybe, um, maybe what's unprecedented is how many things are no longer precedent. Okay, that didn't make any sense. But the the but this has been the thing. And and I think 
Um, and I remember being in one of the first webinars uh, that, that came up in that summer after the pandemic, you know, sort of, sort of started. And there was all this kind of energy around, you know, this might actually be an opportunity to reshape some things, to reconsider some things. And um, it, it's a little bit of a bummer to, to hear, and it's, you know, not just from you, but from a lot of other places that schools are just trying to settle back into some status quo. No, I um, mean, it's it's funny because it is like what we talked about, like before we were we were like, was normal what we wanted, right? Where yep. everybody was like, let's get back to normal, right? Yeah. And I, I just feel like we've gotten back to this point of, of, okay, now we have gaps, whatever that means. And I think my opinion uh, has evolved completely on how I think about that phrase and how it's used around our students, you know, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing more of an emphasis on like the growth and not, and not looking at who they are and how they're growing as people. And are they developing that way, which I've seen, I've been impressed with all year. And I think by having the approach of looking at how my students are growing as people, I've been like more blown away with like, the success that we are having in our classrooms yeah. right that's now. great yeah. you know you mentioned gaps and i think this is really interesting so as as you and and a lot of our audience knows i'm in graduate school um i had i took a stats class that almost killed me <laughs> um and uh, but one of the one of the articles that we read and man i i'll dig it up and uh you know we'll maybe we'll bring it up on another show at some point it was a debate between two quantitative researchers um, on the impact of gap gazing. And so yeah. when when we obsess about gaps, when we fixate on the these, you know, like you said, on these gaps, whatever that means, it obscures our ability to see the successes because now we're only looking at failures and now we think we, we only need to address these failures and not really interrogate where they're coming from. And so what I hear you saying is that, you know, maybe we got to stop gap gazing a little bit. Maybe we need to actually look at the kids. I love that they're doing. I'm going to bring that up next time. Somebody stop gap gazing, right? Because it's, it's, that's what you do. Right. And if you, if you, I like to gaze at the stars every once in a while. Right. But if if that's all I look at, I don't see anything else. Right. Would you shoot? Would you say that you would shoot for the moon, but you're too busy gazing at stars? Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's that's. What's Do you up. know that? Hold on, I have to complain about something really quickly. Do you know that I am in my child's phone as Eminem's number one fan? <laughs> that's that so ain't creative. funny. That's that so ain't creative. funny. That ain't that's funny. so creative. Uh, I love that. that. It's talk about it's trolling. Wild. High quality trolling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Gen Z, man, Gen Z, they won't order for themselves or talk on the phone, but they will definitely mess with you. No, I mean, I think that that's the thing is that um, I, I what I've learned it just what I learned from that class um, was that if you are looking for data to tell you that something is wrong, you will find it because what we're talking about is human beings and what we're talking about is human beings who um who struggle and even in quote-unquote normal times like there's that struggle and so there's a question a fundamental question that has to be asked throughout education uh what 
where, how do we build on strength rather than fixating on failure? And I think it's interesting because um, we're working in two different spaces now, but one of the really important things that I've learned is about a hiring process yeah. and about how you can have a humanizing hiring process. So folks, I hired a team of people. <laughs> I've never hired anybody in my life and, um, and found a really wonderful collection of, um, of scholars in the making, former teachers, uh, central office professionals to come and work on my team. And I, you know, I got to shout out my director who, as we were framing the process, she said, you know, we, we're going to do phone screenings, but not to screen people out. Like we're going to, we're going to actually phone screen to see if, if, if we would like to have further conversations with people. Um, I learned that when you write a job description, you need to think about who you are taking out of the pool when you put qualifications down and when you have these kind of assumptions in place. And so I think that, I think that these things can be really humanizing if you just are able to say, what do we like about this candidate and not, are they, and not, are they a bad fit? Are they a good fit? It's like, is this the right scenario? And if it's not the right scenario, can we find them a right scenario? Because we, we really have a lot of open jobs uh, downtown right now. <laughs> the way it is but, everywhere in education, I feel like. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And so that's that's been a really interesting thing. Um, you know, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about, um, and this is especially as I've been doing the work with uh, Voices for Honest Education, where we are really taking on some of the harmful legislation that's coming out um, in a lot of different states, um, really seeking to ban books and impose gag orders on on teachers. And so I've been I've been really sensitive to some of these things as they've kind of come up, like when, when the debate was going on about the Colorado social studies standards um, just recently, a lot of people didn't take note of it, but they wanted to take out any language that referred to marginalized people, especially LGBTQ people yep. and their contributions in our history. And so that's a piece, I don't know, bro, like part, part of, in a way, I feel sort of relieved that I don't have to worry about that in, yeah. in my daily practice. I never had to worry about it. It was never an issue because the kids always guided what we talked about. And if the kids thought something was important, it was on their minds, we would we would explore it together, you know. Um, but but also I feel weirdly conflicted that I'm not there to to be fighting the fight, you know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're still fighting it, you know, you're still involved with it and, and thinking about it and asking the questions right now. Yeah. You know, I, I just yeah. think, you know, and, and that's a big part of it, though. I think that is a while it's not a direct challenge to me, I think it's the biggest challenge in education right now is is trying to meet the needs and, and give kids a, a strong education about the things that are going to impact their world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And when, you know, when you, when you hear these things out here, I guess, you know, this is another thing that's out in these education streets, right? Is um, when you hear these things about parents' rights around education, that kind of thing, you and I know they're not talking about all parents' rights. Nope. Nope. <laughs> because there's certain parents who they will leave out completely. And who've historically been left out and, you know, there are certain parents who categorically don't get a voice 
when this stuff goes down um so yeah it's just been real interesting um so we've arrived in january of 2023 got you're 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 at the top of the mountain about to go all downhill <laughs> oh yeah the, the easy part of the year <laughs> yeah let's uh that's right the easy part because i feel like you know, this is the, the real the real part of the year <laughs> i mean there's a lot going on right like in, in denver especially we know that enrollment is down projections are yep. down we and where we're at where i'm at like we keep hearing about this uh budgetary cliff that we're headed for yep. um and i think a lot of it has to do with uh with that enrollment question um what what's uh what's winter and spring shaping up to be for you you know i'm i'm excited because uh my classes switch up so i get to teach the sixth graders intro to cultures as you know well which That's opens it up to a lot of stuff um they're they're uh reading about refugees and language arts so i think trying to find a way to connect that universal conflict and warfare yeah. to the refugee experience you know, but also to social class and hierarchy and, and how yeah. that plays into the experiences of refugees. But I really, I really do like teaching about that stuff and all the stuff there. Have a new group of students for African-American history. Yeah. Um, and then 5280, you know, you know the routine. So getting ready for, for spring round tables and then to present. So, you know, guiding these kids through the process, the policy development process. Yeah, that, that's a piece that's, that's so much fun. And for those of you who aren't familiar with it, um, the 5280 uh, Challenge is a Denver Public Schools initiative through uh, student voice and leadership. Um, probably extended my career a good three or four years <laughs> because yes. that was just a blast uh, to, to teach and to facilitate and um, really, um, really kind of embodied what our friend uh, Zena Babaki refers to as that, uh, that student-centered, teacher-powered um, educational experience where, where the learning experiences and what you do are centered on the students and the, the teacher is the person with resources um, and with an ability to connect them in ways that's really powerful. Uh, so that's really, that's really dope. Um, and uh, so you're, you're enjoying sixth grade and uh, <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things, right? Like, like, I feel like you tell me if this is true. I feel like they take a lot out of you. Yes. Because yes, they're they, they're they because keep in terms of being being adolescents, they're babies. They don't know anything about you know uh, middle school and all that kind of stuff. And to your point, they keep being on your toes. But I I think I think you really enjoy this age group. I do. I do more than I, more than I ever did. <laughs> that I'm I'm just more and more like I think about this time of year. You start to think about what you want to do next year. But as far as teaching, like if I stayed at our school, I'd be like, you know what? I take another class of sixth graders because yeah. they they're they're fun and they're different. Um, it, it's a different experience, right? They approach it differently, but uh, I I have a good time and I get along with them. I speak I speak sixth grade and ease fluently, <laughs> fluently. Well, yeah. and I'll tell you, folks, you you I can't put too fine a point on this, like. To see Kevin interact with middle schoolers is is it's beautiful. Like the love, um, not only the love that you show them, but that they show you. So so you and I met up 
um, at a local watering hole. And uh, it, it's a, you know, it's a place where there's a lot of different kind of things. You can kind of go walk around and vibe. There's little restaurants yep. and cafes and things. And uh, one of your young students came right up to you and said, hello. And and that that's just like, that it just kind of shows because, you know, middle schoolers are so awkward. <laughs> like they're so awkward. They, they don't be. necessarily, they don't necessarily want to run up to you in public and say hello, unless you're somebody that's really special to them. And so I think, I mean, that's the thing we've always known about, about middle school in, in general and sixth grade in particular, they will not make it easy. It is never going to be easy teaching that crew, but what they will always do is they will show up for you. Like when you show up and you put the work in and you put the work into showing them that care and a desire to teach them, they, they love that. And they just keep coming back for more. And do I have that right? They do. They, they really do. If you're there for them, like they, they will be on your side forever, forever. Yeah. And, and really being there for them is it's a lot of different things. That's what I think about is like, everybody's looking for the silver bullet or the, the one kind of, you know, the fix all. answer. Yep. The fix all. I see. Thank I you. see you going away from the violin imagery. I love and, it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Because like, because we're not trying to shoot things in education. No, no. Like, I, I, this is, this is not a solution. Shout out, shout, shout out to the bargaining team. Like we had a member who was very like clear. Let's stop with all the violent imagery as we talk about ideas and collaborating and trying to yeah. go it because words matter. Words matter for sure. They do. For so sure. you're not looking for the cure-all. You're not no, looking no, like, because there's, there's no not one. there's no Swiss Army knife, right? There there's is no not Swiss one. There is not one. And 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 that's yeah. what I encourage people to start thinking about is how can we like uh how can we start to think about like education? And I know it's hard because it is serving the needs of so many, but in that diverse kind of really meet the needs of individuals. And, and that's the hardest part. That's the ultimate question. Yeah. You might call that a humanizing approach to education. Um, shout out Dr. Maria del Carmen Salazar, my advisor. Shout at, out. Um, grad school. But yeah, I, I think I think that's always the thing. And I think when you, you know, when you talk about things as if there's a solution, then like my question is, well, if this is a solution, what's next? Because this isn't the last time we'll see a problem like this isn't and this isn't the only version of it that we'll see i've also tried to step away from violent imagery in the past like i'm a big fan of saying we are going to feed two birds with one seed yes. you know that's one that i like to use because i don't want to kill birds with stones like that's birds right. do anything um they're just out here trying to be birds <laughs> just trying know? to be a bird just trying to be a bird no i mean that's that's all it's all really interesting because i think that's it's you know there's always an opportunity to innovate and create within the work. And, um, and yet it just seems like, I mean, how many times have you heard the conversation about, we just need some structure. We just need a cadence. Everybody loves the word cadence these last few years. Cadence is a good cadence. one. Structure, you know, cadence, uh, protocols. Protocols. Uh, right. Because uh, like it's almost like we don't want to actually deal with issues that we just want to be able to take whatever issue is presenting itself and then just dump it into a protocol and then the protocol like i imagine it being like a big washing machine or like you know something like that and then and it spits out like a solved 
thing and and i and that just to me that suggests a fear of actually engaging what a problem is it's like well we just need to put it through this process and then it'll be fine no how about we just understand the underpinnings of this problem um and and address it in real time you know <laughs> I, mean, I think that's another cliche in real time in real time you remember remember they were trying to sell that real-time coaching in in moment live coaching where, where a teacher wears an in-ear monitor like quarterback. <laughs> you have Nathaniel Hackett telling you, Russell Wilson, I'm sorry. Is this getting too real for people? I'm sorry. There, you know, uh, you, you have, you've been watching football a little bit like more consistently than me. I realize that all of my male relationships are drying up because I don't watch football. You don't watch but football. I, You're like, I have nothing to talk man, about. I mean, it's always on the timeline on, on Twitter. Like, and man. Broncos Twitter, y'all need help. <laughs> everyone's so angry and sad. Although everybody's really angry on Twitter these days, anyway. Um, shout out new CEO. Um, but <laughs> you think, um, you think that's a byproduct of leadership? Um, it might be. Well, <laughs> attitude reflects leadership, right? It's true. Um, and uh, but yeah, that seems really sad. But yeah, it's like I can't think of anything more annoying than having some voice in your ear saying, no, no, turn this way, go 45 degrees to the right. Okay. Now hear the words. You, no, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Ask this question right now. Ask this as you're trying to deal in a sixth grade classroom. <laughs> you're, like, any classroom. you're like, shh, 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 I can't Mister, hear. <laughs> Mr. Why is that person back there in the corner talking? Who are they talking? Who are they talking they're like, to? They're covering their mouth, like you know they yeah, they have their try to talk they quiet. Their, they got their playbook, you know they, but they're like this or like okay, so at this point you're gonna <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta. You gotta. <laughs> I mean that's what they do in the in the NBA too. Like you'll see them talking like this with their hand like over their mouth, like even when they're saying, "Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, it's good to see you. How's how the kids?" Because <laughs> people will be gossiping. I mean, that that's like, that's funny stuff. But like when you're talking about like people looking for that solution, like we just want to plug it in. It made me think of like the next great challenge that's coming in education. And I'm sure, I don't know. I'm curious as to what the people like on Twitter are saying about it. But AI, chat, uh, what is it? Chat GP, right? Yes. I've already heard people complaining because students have taken to uh, <laughs> using it to write their papers. Yeah. They can, I heard you can be like, I want a paper on uh, Australia, the culture I've written at a sixth grade level. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Our, so, um, so my friend, Donnie Piercy, um, who hosts the teachers passing notes podcast, yes. um, you know, he, and he was uh, Kentucky teacher of the year, the year that I was Colorado teacher of the year, he spent an entire week like messing with this this ai um and i think he finally broke it like it it, it doesn't take much to like it it takes a lot before you can actually make it it's like a snake that eats its own tail right um yep. and that stuff is wild let's 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 stick on this for a second because teachers are tripping about this and it 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 begs it begs a really interesting question for me. So my philosophy of cheating has always been that ninety nine point nine percent of kids don't go 
into a class with the intention of cheating. They're not like, I just had this wrestle summer. I'm coming into Mr. Adams's class. I cannot wait to use all the things I learned to cheat with in I've class. Been, I'm, been... <laughs> I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna cut every corner. I'm gonna cut every corner. I'm gonna copy, I'm gonna do all this kind of stuff. So, and the reason I say that is that if kids are using this tool, it's either because they're desperate, like, and, you know, being in a home with a high school senior who, who struggles and is so stressed out trying to write college essays. Yeah. Like, so it, it could be just panic. Like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. What's the way I can do this right now? Yep. Yep. Or teachers are not going to like hearing this or they're just so disengaged with what you are teaching them that they don't have any motivation to delve into the, themselves. Like, I think there's a real question. Like I, I tried to put myself in this position and Donnie texted me for an entire weekend. Um, he wrote a story. I'll have to share that story with you about me, uh, about me scoring a world cup winning goal. Um, and, you know, he put a couple of data points in it and all this kind of stuff. And I tried to put myself in the position of that teacher because I used to I used to assign hell essays when I was teaching AP especially. Yep. And what would I do and how would I think about that? Well, I would think the biggest catastrophe is that I'm really passionate about this content, about the subject, about this thing that I'm teaching. And I have not been able to impart that passion to my students. What is it that I'm doing incorrectly? that makes them see this as a, eh, I'll just put it through this AI because I don't really care that much about this assignment, you know? And that that's my thinking on it. And I think it's going to shake some things up. Like, folks are going to have to rethink some things because, you know, as Donnie says, it's not technically cheating. It's not. He, I mean, well, he, no, he, he says it's not plagiarizing. He's like, it's, it's not, not plagiarizing. plagiarizing. It's not plagiarizing. not plagiarizing. I mean, it is cheating, but yeah, it's not plagiarism, which is like the big well, form of cheating it, that is, we've always talked about. I mean, it, it, so it's cheating, yes. But I guess the question that I would have for for folks who are like, because then, then what you end up doing is you end up spending all your time trying to catch kids cheating. Yep. And that's just <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> How do you think about it as someone who probably will run across this? I mean, um, I've, I've come across it this year. I have a student who who is not always the most focused, but he wants to shine. Right. And so mm -hmm. what he's figured out is we work in the Chromebooks and we are in, uh, you know, um, uh, Pear Deck where they can share their responses. And he will go and he's figured out he can Google questions that I ask in class and yep. find answers. Find the correct yeah. answer. It takes like it takes like 10 seconds, especially if it's like a little blurb. It is, right? And he's usually dead on. What he finds is accurate information. But what's he demonstrating? Is that a big deal to me? I don't care. Because he's demonstrating, A, he's following along, knows what we're talking about. B, mm -hmm. he knows he needs a response in there. C, he's actually finding information. And because he wants to share it with the rest of the class, he's illuminating them to giving the information that I wanted him to have anyway. Right. Or that they're going to yeah. get subsequently in the lesson. So I, I think it's important for kids to understand tools. Like, does this kid need to know? Like, you can't do that. That's not always going to be the option. So you got to right. develop knowledge. And it's not just about 
getting an answer correct. Sometimes I want you to make an educated guess, right? Yeah. Because I think that's as important of a skill as getting an answer right to just like, yeah. look at what are the small pieces. And you know, the types of questions I like to have with stimuli and have the kids kind of pull out. What are they seeing? What do they yep. notice? But, uh, you know, I, I think about it. I don't, with sixth grade, I don't have as many kind of high stakes essays. And I think there's mm-hmm. some debate about that. But um, I try to give the kids a variety of ways to demonstrate their learning. But but I think as it as it goes on, I think that's where you have to explain to the kids our tools, right? So using mm-hmm. ChatGP to say, give me some notes, strong notes about the American Revolution. What are some key events, yeah. key notes? Not write my essay. Speak, help me right. start to organize. How, how should I look at this? What's the most logical way? What are some arguments? that one could make about the American revolution. Yeah. And I think, and I've heard uh, some situations where kids have said, this is mostly like high school students have said, I don't use it for the whole essay, but what I'll do is I'll use it for an intro because I don't know how to start my paper. And I don't know. And once, once I get that little intro, I can kind of wordsmith it. I can shape it to say more of what I want it to say. And then the rest of it I can do, you know? And so it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. I think, I think as somebody who loves writing and who, I mean, I'm so, I'm so old school that I still think, and, and there's science to back this up, that when you write things down, you process them differently, like than when you type things like, so Paulo Freire, for example, talked about how he talks about literacy as a human right, because it, it allows a laboratory within yourself to develop your ideas. So you have an idea that comes in your head, right? You're like, I'm going to write that down and you write it down. And in the act of writing it down, you are reprocessing it because you've got this idea and you're like, what's, what's the right word for that. And then when we come back to it, you're reprocessing it again. And so what you've effectively done is you've developed an an idea in three different stages. Um, And so I think writing is really important, but I think that if I was still in the classroom and who knows, this is probably going to come up if I, if I go into academia and if I'm teaching college classes, like if we think middle and high school students are going to, are going to use these tools, college kids who are trying to, who are trying to keep a GPA up, trying to keep scholarships, trying to, you know, keep getting their allowance from their parents, right? They're going to deploy this too. And so the question I would be asking myself as an instructor would be, what is writing for in my content? Yep. Yep. What is it? for is it for the regurgitation of information that anyone can look look up on google all right well if that's what it's for that i can't get mad about people using these ais if it's to be critically reflective and to be reflexive about who you are and what you bring to your learning it's very difficult for an ai to do that because one thing what do we know about ais they still can't generate knowledge they can they can produce things when there is something put into them, when there is a prompt and some information, they can't come up with their own information. Yet. We don't want that because we know where that goes. Like It goes to iRobot, bro. That's it. There's only one solution to that. <laughs> Once that starts, that's the thing. The computer like, starts glowing red. <laughs> I'm going to do the math. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. I see what this problem is to mankind's problem. Mankind. <laughs> That's no, That's trust right. me. Trust me. Yeah, as no, the, yeah, 100%. As the objective observer. <laughs>
Jarvis, the Matrix always goes to the same point. I look at I did man. I did Ultron. I did all the math. (laughs) (laughs) I I I tried to solve the problem with as many variables as possible. And you're the problem. You're the problem. Shout Shout out to our Thanos is right environment. Yes. I love, I love when we start to get into like questions and the kids are like, I'm Thanos. Thanos solution. I'm like, oh, all right, but no, no, no it's not right. No, no. I mean, I mean that's cool. Like, no, it's great if you don't get snapped out of existence. Like, <laughs> like, and we all look at we all look at that from the position of, man, great if half of these people was gone, and then I just chill. How do you know you're not part of the half? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're assuming it can't stop itself. You know, it can't. You're assuming you're assuming you're the one with the gauntlet. You're like, I'm inevitable. <laughs> um (laughs) speaking of inevitable um so we um we're we're gonna draw to a close here in a little bit um but one thing that is inevitable is the passage of time kevin and uh we are in 2023 some people like to make resolutions um new new New, year new me new year new me talking about that at the top of the uh, top of the show um kevin do you have any resolutions professional or otherwise that you would like to share with the nation of two dope you know as a person i i try not to make resolutions i think we've talked about this because you know like we maybe have talked about this every year yeah but <laughs> but but uh you know but not 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 resolutions but goals right goals for myself yeah. plans moves that I, and i'm not thinking too far out but but uh uh one is definitely like the band is going to record an album this year 2023 yeah. record and release so look forward to it the bicycle day debut uh we we, we haven't bicycle come up with the name day. but it's happening it's coming so that's a big thing um, man of many I, talents yes Kevin Adams. you know manifest that album uh, and I will but, tell you, I will tell you, folks, like this is this is not just a bunch of dudes who plunk around with instruments in a garage, like, you know, while drinking beers and, you know, making jokes. These dudes wait, are legit. You've been to practice? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You'll notice I said not just that. There's more to it. No, I mean, but, you know, folks, when 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 this Bicycle Day uh, album comes out, you got you got to cop that because um because we so my spouse and I got to go and and see y'all perform. Yes, man, that was a fun show. Y'all hold it down, and and your boy Kevy Kev, he holds it down up there um, on the guitar, and so it's a beautiful thing. So so you would characterize that as a goal more than a resolution. Yeah, definitely a goal. Goals feel, Solid so goal. goals feel more like high stakes to me. Yeah, like you think so? Than a resolution. Is, well, like for me, it's like, well, my resolution is to get better at using my calendar and organize. <laughs> and so that's good be resolution. Varying, well, yeah, but there will be varying degrees of how successful I am at different points, but I can kind of continue like, to work on that all, all year or let myself off the hook and say, well, it's not great, but it's not as bad as it was. Right. So, I mean, it seems like like having a goal, like you're going to come to January 2nd, 2024, and you've either accomplished that or you haven't, right? That's it. That's it. Yes, this is true. This is true. 
Yeah, this sorry, I don't mean to. I feel like I'm now. Now you're making now. me think. Now you're making me think. No. <laughs> and then let's see. Let's see if I have any other personal. I continue to exercise. Try to continue walking as much as yeah. possible. Um, but also, I think professionally is uh, really uh, continue to to exercise patience with kids. Uh, try to get them. Uh, have I want to demonstrate the value of risk taking by sharing more of my risk with them um you know this is a place where failure is built into the process and where it's like if you aren't falling on your face sometimes um then you aren't growing um, and you do have to fail at things in order to build on them. Um, and I think that's great. And especially it's such a hard thing because, you know, the environment the kids are attempting to get an education in can be so difficult, right? It can be, there's so much pressure. Like my kid is trying to get into colleges right now. Yes. We've always had this sort of, we've always had this attitude towards it that we want you to push yourself. We want you to do the best that you can, but we're not going to define you by your GPA. We're not going to define you by what college you get into. That's right. We're not going to define you by these things. Like we will be proud of you, whatever you do, as long as you're doing your best. And still like there was still this pressure from everywhere else. And so I think it really does take a lot of hands to kind of pitch into that and make sure that there are risks being taken and you know and 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 the home girl the late great bell hooks always said that you know that that the 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 classroom can be a place for the practice of freedom um and free people make mistakes and it's good to learn how to make those mistakes when you're young and not have to wait until you're an adult and then not have any ways of dealing with those definitely Definitely. No, I think that's the key. I, and that's what I always say is we have space to, to not get it right. Yeah, you know, we do. And, 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 and I think that that that's the beauty of, of, of school building is that it should be a place of practice, a place of, of like yeah. trying to get it right. And I think, you know, we, we, we sell kids on this fact that like, it's, it's get all A's and that's what leads to going to, to cheat in whatever form you're going to cheat right is that yep. you're defined by these these moments in time where it's like that's not really who you are as a yeah. person as a student as a human being you know but what about you yeah. what resolutions you got what do you think yeah well i'm learning how to manage my time for sure um, yeah. <laughs> i think one of the I, I think one of the challenges i i have is that i think what was so difficult about being a teacher all those years and what i'm unlearning right now was that, that like being a teacher man like it is it is so infantilizing so like micromanaged like i i was joking with somebody the other day that for the first time i'm learning how to be a working adult because <laughs> i'm actually being treated like an adult in the place that i work like there's flexibility and there's expectation Right. And so I know that I need to do things. I've got a multi-million dollar budget that I'm responsible for. And I've got to, I've got to argue for it and I've got to get organized around it. If I, if I don't, I don't have a budget. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, 
But it's interesting because really, quite frankly, the first few weeks of this new position, I was kind of waiting for somebody to tell me what to do, you know, because yeah. that's always been what teaching is. And and teaching, I think, I think it really sanctions your autonomy because it's like, well, if you want to do something outside of your classroom, if you want to go on a field trip, if you want to travel, if you want to have an assembly where you bring in a performer or a speaker, there's all these processes you have to go through. And if you, if you don't do it in the correct way, you're going to get shut down. And so that's been a, an interesting process for me because there's just like times I'm sitting in my cubicle, like, I feel like I should be doing something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, which is not to say I'm not doing not doing stuff, anything, but, but yeah, no, I get that. It, I think, but it's like kind of figuring out like where, you know, how do I take control of the work that I'm doing, and how to, and by extension, how do I take control of the things that that I love to do, including this podcast, including my graduate studies. Um, nobody is making me do any of these things. And so I have, I've, I'm learning that I, I, so my, this is more of a resolution than a goal. I don't know how to measure this, but yes. don't worry. I'm taking, I'm taking an evaluation class next there quarter and maybe I'll know. Um, but I, what I'm doing is I'm, is I'm striving to be more autonomous and in what I do and be able to just have a little bit more get up and go when it comes to doing the things that I need to do. It's been a strain. And it's one of the things that I think people, people don't realize when you spend a long time as a teacher, I don't know, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but for me, what was really difficult was like, I, I literally have never had anybody tell me what time I have to be at work. I don't have to sign in. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. yep. Um, and it's just like, real. As a teacher, you know, you're like, oh, I got to be there at this time. Like it's spelled yeah. out in your contract. Bro, I, when we had to be there at 720 and if I was running late, I would have like panic attacks. Like, oh man, I'm going to get in there at 727. It's seven minutes. It was, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but that's going to make all like, the difference. It feels like my whole like professional life is going to fall off a cliff if I'm not there right at 720. And so like, I think that's a thing that we need to really look at is why is it that we treat teachers like children, you know? Um, and man, if I had a dollar for every principal or former principal I ever knew that said, well, I just run my school the way I used to run my classroom. I'm like, mm, you know that they're adults, right? You know that these are grownups, like, and you taught fourth grade, like you cannot treat nine-year-olds the same way that you treat adults, at least not in the ways that you think, you know? So it's one of those things. So for me, it's about being autonomous. I do have a goal. I believe this is the third consecutive year for this goal. Yep. <laughs> is to have a- <laughs> Consistency. Is, well, it's like, it's not accomplished yet. <laughs> yeah, you're still working on it. That's the beauty of it. I, I, well, I'm not working on it either. Like, I think- <laughs> I'm coming back to realizing I'm not working on it. <laughs> I, I need to, I need to hunker down and um, write my manuscript. I yes. got to get this. I got to get this book written. Um, I, I have, I have all these ideas of all these things I want to write, which means I write nothing because all I do is like, Oh, but what if, Oh, but what if, so, yep. um, so I will, I'm going to make this a tradition that on my birthday every year um, I will 
start a book. I'll start a book and there you go. Aim to have the manuscript concluded by uh by December of that same year. So, I love so that's that. all that I have. I'm Solid. hoping to get it done. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Hey it's man, thing. it all begins with um, a dream. And if you put your you yeah, know, it, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll manifest. Yeah. It's just like I, you know, it took me a long time to realize that I I need I need to write in order to live yeah like just like and i think you feel the same way about music like if if i'm not if i'm not writing i don't feel like i'm living and there's this point at which i'm thinking to myself man i'm not a young man anymore like i'm pushing 50 bro and so the question i have to ask myself is how many stories am i going to allow to die with me when my time is over that's right. You know, yeah, yeah. I got to think about that. So that got, that took a serious turn. Um, also uh, looking forward to the Denver Nuggets winning an NBA championship That's this it. year. That's it's the resolution to party down at the parade. Yep. I party I down paused, at the parade. I paused the game to be at this podcast. There we go. Um, there we go. Yo folks, we, uh, we have some super exciting stuff coming up. Uh, Kevin and I have a schedule for recording. And so we will be that calendar. This. We have a little bit of a dream. Kevin, do you mind if I share our little dream? Share the dream. We would love to eventually start doing uh, doing our shows on YouTube live. Dude. We would love to start having interactions with you as our listeners and audience. And so, you know, hit us up if that's something that sounds interesting to you. Give us a little bit of feedback. Um, it'd be super fun to actually interact directly with those of you who listen to us all the time and who are always sending super kind messages would be super fun to do. Um, and you know, we're hoping to make some stuff happen this year. Hopefully we have some cool announcements in the coming weeks. Um, but you know, that that's kind of, that's kind of what we're here, but, uh, we are fresh for 23, right? That's it. Fresh for 23. Fresh for 23. New year, new me. New year, new me, or new year, new ways to not succeed in the things that I hope to do. That's um, it. That's it. No, nah, it's not. It ain't like that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing this. Um, but folks, uh, thank you for being here with us in this show, in this inaugural show for 2023. Um, we will be back. You can reach out to us through social media. Uh, Two Dope Teachers is our handle on all social media platforms. We are still somehow on Twitter. I don't know why, but we are still there. Um, it's a hellscape. It is terrifying. Everybody's mad, but we're still out there um, because we're just we're just trying to bring some positivity uh, into that space. You can also email us with feedback or show ideas, twodopeteachers at gmail.com. And like we said at the top, if you want to support the work uh, financially, go to patreon.com slash two dope teachers and you can support us for as little as five dollars a month well kev i know you have uh you have to develop professionally tomorrow um so we we will wish you all um a wonderful first few weeks of january hope you all get back into it and you know remember why you came um we want you to stay what do we want people to stay we want them to stay positive stay positive stay growing what else should they stay growing that's right Stay, stay smiling stay, and laughing. Yep. Yep. Stay stay critical. Stay, stay conscious. Critical. Yes. Stay woke. Because we, we, we ain't we ain't Unless gonna slander in, wokeness. Unless you're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> nah, stay woke. Stay woke. Especially if you're in Florida. We, they are not taking woke from us. I'm sorry. They, they like, can't. They can't. Not, 
because they don't even know where it originates. They think it's new. Yeah, exactly. They think it's something new. Yeah, it's like okay, okay. This is what we. This is what you know. This is what you know. Okay. Yep. That's right. That's right. And you know, because once 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 you once you're awake, uh, it's hard to get back to sleep. And uh, show up. Some some people are woke while some stay snoozed. Show um, up. Show up. Speak on I, it. Speak on it. And to my and to my Denver Nuggets, stay balling. Uh, hey. Hold it down. Hold Air it Gordon. Down. Air um, Gordon. But my- Air Gordon. Air Gordon. I got. I got. I got the there we go. Big night. Well, listen, and the biggest thing everybody needs to say is what? Stay Stay dope. Dope.